back, everyone. Read the Room podcast. It's your girl, Mer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Embria. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. We gotta figure out like a, you oh, know, way to start like that an intro that's like, ugh, yeah. It's your room. <laughs> They be so dramatic on the radio station. I'm thinking yeah. about it now. Like that's one thing that has not evolved. Yeah, they still be like, "It's your girl, like, money may high or whatever." <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they do like a little like short little ad lib of like themselves. You know how like they'd be like, "Oh, it's DJ Envy, do 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 about themselves." <laughs> and they still, yeah. The people don't want them. Well, okay, yeah, but we not on radio. <laughs> we are on a podcast. Um, so like I said, welcome back. I say this every time, but if you're new, thanks for joining. If you're continuing rocking with us, not old, just more tenured. If you're seasoned. Yeah, seasoned a tenured. seasoned roommate. Yeah. Thanks oh, for coming back. That's, that's cute. cute. Yeah. Upperclassman. Um, <laughs> the dorm. <laughs> um, welcome back nonetheless. I'm going to plug our social media at the front because I don't be know if y'all be making it to the end. So... <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on social media, Instagram at read the room pod, Twitter at read the room pod, and you can always send us an email. Read the room pod at gmail.com. We'll be waiting. We want to give out advice. So, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but, um, last time we talked about being equally old. That was a that good was, conversation. That was a good conversation. And that got a lot of social media interaction. Yes. I was like, like where did y'all come from? <laughs> The people were really, yes. really interacting. So it's interesting yeah. to see, I don't know, everyone's experiences. Like we had some polls on our story being like, have you ever been in a relationship or in a situation with someone who made less or who was yeah. less educated? And everyone was like, yes, I'm okay with that. Yes. Yeah. And then it was like, so <laughs> one of the questions was, would you like become romantically involved with someone who's in between situations? That's a nice way of saying unemployed, yeah. okay? And everybody was super, Yeah. yes, I definitely would. And then I put another poll and said, so would you help pay their bills? No, 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 no. So like, are y'all... Y'all was lying. Right, like, what's the truth? I'm going to be honest, I voted no on everything. Because <laughs> y'all, y'all already heard the conversation. Y'all knew how it was coming. And that's why I was like, dang, y'all really out here doing this? Everyone was acting all super until it came down to, would you help pay their bills? Right. And it was like, no. But you know what? Someone responded, um, she's married. And she was like, um, yeah, of course. It's my husband. Like, I would yeah. definitely hold him down in those situations. And I think that that's a great yeah. answer. However, if you're not married and yeah. things are questionable, it's it's a thin line yeah. between holding somebody down and then becoming a crutch to them. Exactly. Because if they know that you are going to be there, they might spend their money a little more recklessly because they know that you're going to do it. Or if yes. y'all are splitting the bills, they might be like, okay, well, I'm going to give you my portion on the 6th. And you know it's due on the 1st and things right. like that. So it's a very thin line. Mm-hmm. I would advise from personal experience to not even straddle that line. Yeah. But... If you get in that situation, you have to figure I it out. I will say, though, like, early on in the relationships, that's an absolute no. That's a big Even if you go to yes, like, don't even do it. I feel like you either have to be super, like, into the relationship, like, years and years or married. Because you made that commitment. For you to, uh-huh, Yeah, to be doing Helping doing somebody. All that. But if we, like, starting out, we a year or two. I mean, like, I don't know if I'm going to do all that. And I think 
I think that it's also very unattractive. Like yeah. you, you could be attracted to Turn someone, off. and then yeah, it makes them so unattractive. Mm-hmm. Just like making bad decisions. Yeah. Like now, now you're yeah. ugly. Like, <laughs> and it's yeah. one thing to okay, say I want to go to a very nice restaurant and I know that it's not within your budget, I'm going to cover it because yeah. I want to go to that nice restaurant. It's another thing for me to need to buy you a toothbrush and toothpaste. Oh, yeah. And you know, like your yeah. basic needs, you should be able to you should have been deal that with. By, right. And I'm not saying that I've ever had to buy you a toothbrush, <laughs> but I'm just saying like your most basic needs, eating, housing, you know, that type of stuff should be covered. Either like your own form of transportation or like commuting. Some, yeah, something. You, all that. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to talk about using cars. Lord. Let's just. <laughs> the girls <laughs> be down bad. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> anyway. So it was, nonetheless, it was, it was a great, great conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was super active on social media. I actually, one last thing. I actually mm-hmm. had some dudes respond to me. Same when way. I was, what, I had asked some question like, to men, would you want to um, be with a woman who makes more? Or do you want to hold it down? Yeah. And I was like, don't lie. When I tell you literally three men out of all the hundreds of people who looked at the story, <laughs> literally three men <laughs> responded. And they're like, I don't mind a woman making more. And two people responded in like big old paragraphs being like, it was kind of a yes-ish, no-ish answer. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't mind a woman who makes more, but if she makes too much more, then it might be a problem because, hmm. but a good point was made. If it becomes too much more, like, can, does she respect me? And do I respect myself in that situation? Yeah. Which is a good point. Like, dang, I'm out here not helping at yeah. all. Like, so internally, it might be something. And That's some, a valid point right there. It is. And then someone else made the point saying that if you're not taking care of your woman fully, if you're going half and half, it's basically like what Herb said in that video. If you go 50-50 on the bills, then it's 50-50 on the romance, 50-50 on the everything. Like, she can challenge you more if you don't provide. It was a very misogynistic answer. Yeah. Like, oh, if you're helping pay, pay the bills, then... I can't make you do X, Y, Z. That's what it came off like to me. But is it saying it in in in, in the form of like not like controlling the the, the person or like seemed, but, it it was so it basically like do all the romantic stuff so she you so she can't be controlling or ask too many questions. Is that where it was no it it was controlling adjacent to me. It was like if we're splitting the bills, then it's like too much of a. It seemed like it's too collaborative in yeah. that way. So then that will roll over into every other aspect of our life. Like, okay, if the man wants to have sex and she doesn't, okay, we not having it. Right. But if he's providing for her, then I think that she feels more indebted inclined. to him and inclined to do oh. what he wants in other in other aspects, yeah. which is sick and sad. It is sick and sad. <laughs> but a lot of them think like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So today we are taking a different approach. We always say that. We're, we're taking a different turn. Every single... Recurring. We're like, skirt, skirt, <laughs> every episode. Because you know, that's what our podcast is about. But today we're going to talk about something super important. Actually, my cousin um, gave me this idea. Um, hey, Ruth. Um, hey, Ruthie. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about navigating mental health in the black community. Because that's, that's the community uh, we belong to. So what I first wanted to start off with is the relationship that the black community has with mental health and like the stigmas around it. And I wanted to ask you, 
like what is your relationship or your community or your family's relationship with mental health oh my god it's so funny my mom was just calling and i'm gonna have to text her like we're actually <laughs> doing an episode it's interesting that you yeah. asked because that's been very prevalent in recent years yeah so for anyone who knows me um you know that my mom had gone through this terrible medical situation a few years back like came very very close to death and she didn't die and i'm so grateful we are so happy yeah however going through a situation as like and being as near to death as that my sentiment is like therapy yeah go and see a therapist because you know you can't possibly deal with all that on your own but then of course the stigma in our community is there's nothing wrong with me. Like, I'm not going to go and see a therapist unless, you know, unless I'm crazy and I'm not crazy, so I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. So then I find myself, and I'm sure other people have found themselves in a similar situation of trying to suggest therapy adjacent things. Mm. <laughs> it's like, okay, like maybe let's start reading a book and let's start yeah. doing art and start talking. Journaling. Yeah, like, so, but I feel like, if there was not such a negative stigma in our community, it would be as simple as, okay, you went through something traumatic, Let's go, go to therapy, mm-hmm. and then it'd be like, boom. But it's not that way. What about yours? <laughs> so my family is one family that needs therapy like no other. <laughs> but they refuse to go. For example, my mom and my brother, my brother's 15, and he's going through this time where he's just like, rebelling like crazy it's it's, it's insane and so i'm always trying to stay in the middle because my mom will kick my brother out like she will do that so i'm always trying to like come in between and try to figure out ways to like bring the both them together so i like i told my mom i was like okay why don't y'all go to therapy Mm -hmm. my mom said why would i go to therapy she's like i'm the mom why would i go to therapy That I'm the mom thing they think that i'm the mom trumps everything in the world i'm like what are you what are you talking about? That has no bearing in this conversation. I'm like, you guys have obviously this really aggressive relationship and y'all need to talk about why it is so aggressive. You need to get to the root of the problem. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm not going to therapy. I don't need therapy. I know how to be. I'm a good mother. I'm like, I never said he was a bad mother. I'm just yeah. saying maybe there's additional support that you can benefit from by talking yeah. to a therapist. I even tried to have my brother sit in on one of my therapy sessions just because I was a little bit worried about him yeah. and the path that he was going. Just cold. It just... he it, So he went and... He, he, he went attended. for five minutes. Yeah. And then... Was it on Zoom? Yeah, it was on so Zoom. So he just logged out? No, no, no. It was my session, but my therapist wanted me to bring him on as like a way to like kind of uh-huh. like warm, warm up. But he was just like one nah. word answers. Yeah. Mm that type of thing uh, so it's like that's also a very tough age to be at yeah. 15 you i feel like yeah no at 15 yeah. years old that's that's difficult but so needless to say we don't have a good relationship with mental health mental health or anything of yeah. the nature but as i was doing my my reading were you gonna say something i'm sorry Mm-mm. but as i was doing my readings um i was kind of going through some of like the beliefs that kind of contribute to this um, the stigma that we all have around mental health. One of them is it's seen as a sign of weakness. It and that's is. something that should be kind of kept to yourself. You don't want to let people know that you're going through this because you don't want to be weak. It is. Um, go ahead. 
I think um, that's so extremely true. But it's like, imagine if you had a therapist and you ain't even have to tell all your friends Hello. that you're going through it. Yeah. You just talk to them and then y'all have your own little thing and you are letting it out. I think that people also don't realize when they're like, oh, like, I don't need to, I don't want people to know my business or what's going on with me. It's like, we see that you need mental People see needing help as a weakness and they're like, okay, I don't want people to know my business and that I have things going on. One thing, if you go to a therapist and y'all have your own little relationship, so nobody else has to know. Another thing though, all of us can look around and you can just see on social media and then people that you know, individuals who could use help. So it's like, oh, I don't want nobody knowing my business. We can see that you need the help. So yeah. it would be better if you go and speak to someone and then all these red flags and you acting, you know, a certain way. You know, when you go on Facebook, yeah. I don't be on Facebook, Bro. but I be seeing screenshots of people doing the long old thing. It's like, if you Facebook were seeing, <laughs> that's why I don't be over there. I just be seeing screenshots like, wow, it's wild over there. But yeah, yeah those people who are arguing with people beefing with people have these long old paragraphs about who knows what like Mm -hmm. just if you were seeing someone you wouldn't feel the need to go on facebook and share it but yeah exactly they also mentioned that a lot of the stigma can also be formed through our experiences Uh whether that be cultural or even like sharing stories between family and friends Mm -hmm. the less the, the example they gave is like let's say you have an uncle or someone in your family that's severely dealing with a mental health issue and it's like oh they're crazy so now you have this connotation that this thing that they're going through is just so bad that even if you're going through anything you don't want to outwardly say it because you don't want nobody think you're crazy oh my gosh yes nobody thinking you're crazy or also taking up space yeah like okay if somebody's going through something that's this bad like say someone in your family i don't know was something like majorly bad I don't know. Is, is diagnosed with yeah, like schizophrenia. Like I was just gonna say, someone's diagnosed with schizophrenia, and then you be getting anxious at work. You're not gonna go to your family <laughs> and be like, "You guys, I might have anxiety." They'll be like, "He's dealing with schizophrenia." <laughs> like, could you please? It's levels, but yes. I mean, I think that that's why it's so important to have your own relationship with your own mental health, you know, yeah. outlets. So that you don't necessarily have to broadcast to the family all of your things, yeah. but you still are getting like the help that you need. Exactly. It's just this nature that we have of talking about things as if they're taboo or, yeah. you know, super bad. Even with um, my relationship with my mom has gotten so much better now that we don't live together. But, That's all, it's always that way. <laughs> but um, I talked to her about my own personal mental health issues and things like that. And she's like... Just pray about it. Um, she's like, why, why are you feeling that way? You know, stop caring about what other people think. I'm like, girl, if I knew why I was feeling this way, I probably I would. wouldn't be feeling this way. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like older people are just so like, it's so stuck in them. Like, oh, just go to church. Just pray to it. Just don't think about it. Yeah. You know, just to kind of discard those thoughts is yeah. what's going to solve it. I'm like. I think 
I think that our community in general, like the black community across the diaspora, is yeah. has been so conditioned to just survive. Yeah. So mm, that's, you don't that's even really get into the nitty gritty of how you feel. It's just like get it done. Yeah. Like if you complain to someone about, oh, work is bothering me, it's like, okay, but you're making money. So go to right. work and get it done and then that's it. Yep. Now I think we're evolving past the point where we're surprised that we can even get jobs and yeah. make decent money. And now we're settling into the like okay so how do i feel in this job how do these people make me feel Mm -hmm. do i feel you know and that's lost on them to them we are like oh my god you are living the american dream exactly but what's going on on the inside is like not yeah not always the american dream really they've never had to think about that and that ties into our later topic but they've never had to think about that so of course they're not going to pass that down no but but i'm so glad that our generation is just like redefining how we do things because damn we need to unlearn a lot of shit from our parents yeah we do have to unlearn a whole lot from our parents but i think that like, step one, I know a lot of people who resent their parents and the way that they raise them right, and the right. ideals that they have. But I feel like one step beyond resentment is understanding. Like, you have to understand where they came from, why they have those thoughts, why you have different thoughts. And if you're mature enough, you can have conversations with them about yeah. it and explain to them why that doesn't apply or why it's different for you now. But if you sit in the resentment for too long, it's really not... It's not productive. Lost on you. And you know what? It's actually kind of difficult to talk to older folks. It is. Because, boy, do they not like new information. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) Even with this vaccine stuff, bro. My mom is high risk. I be telling her, go get the vaccine. She's like, no, wait till next year. It's so new. They're saying, I'm like, who's saying WhatsApp? Yeah. Who the fuck on WhatsApp is a doctor? Yeah. A scientist. I'm like, yeah, of course it's going to be fast because we have like all this technology. I'm not up here trying to do the, the pro vaccination, whatever, whatever. Do what you want to do. I don't care. Yeah, but yeah. I'm going to do what's best for me. But it's like, I'm trying to help her because I, I feel like at this point now that I'm my mom's mom. Oh. My God, yes. And I have to be on her about her health and, like, yeah. different stuff. So I'm just, like, I'm trying to present this new information. Like, this has always been a thing. This is just a new strain. It's just, like, yeah. she just, that whole what's the, have got her in a chokehold. The vaccine talk is so interesting. Okay, when it first, when the vaccine first came out, I was like, absolutely yeah, not. Like, same. they're trying to use black people as guinea pigs. Like, <laughs> uh-uh, like, I'm not rocking with y'all. But then over time, when I saw that other communities were running to get it, like, it was like, okay. they were, there. I've heard stories about white people going into the black neighborhood yeah. to their vaccine sites because we wasn't using them. They're like, oh yeah, we about yeah. to get this. I feel like either the vaccine is going to do nothing. Or it's going to help you. But yeah. how people are saying like, oh, you might, like all these really terrible things. I just don't foresee that happening. But I don't know. Like you said, do what you want. But it's the misinformation yeah. that flows through like WhatsApp and Facebook yeah. and like trying to scare us away from getting things that I feel like could be beneficial to us. I think that that's like a ploy. Like somebody was like, you know what? If we can just convince their community <laughs> yeah. that like this is going to be bad for them, then we'll get all the vaccine and then we'll leave them unvaccinated. It's like, so this is just as bad. Right. As, so it's um, like a damned if we do it. Yeah, if we it's, don't it's difficult. Situation. It's difficult. But do what you feel is right. Absolutely. And another thing also with mental health and how we perceive it is 
especially when we talk about school shooters, is connecting mental health with violence. Honestly, anything <laughs> a white person does that's wrong, they mm-hmm. have a diagnosis two words after it. Yep. Shooter with. Right. At. But when black people. It's just black on black crime. Mm-hmm. They need to stop. Like, okay, have mm-hmm. have we talked about the systemic things that went on in that exactly. person's life? How they even resorted to being a part of that? Exactly. Why they? It just is not the yeah. full story is never told. And don't get me wrong, it's people who tweak in every race. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but but like for us, we never get the grace of an explanation of what happened. Yeah. Before. Yeah, so when it's constantly being said, you know, oh, this person did this because they had this condition, then you're, you're, people are starting to weaponize mental health. That is true. And then it's like, well, people then see themselves as like, well, if I have that, am I going to do that? Ooh, then I don't want to tell nobody so just true. in case. Cause I, don't wanna, I don't want them to perceive me as violent because I, I have, have this. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so true. And I, I didn't think about that. But if they get on, it's true. If you see... On the TV, you're a little kid, you see, like, shooter with depression yeah. does X, Y, and Z, and you know that you had just talked to a therapist, and they're like, you have depression. Now you're like, Why? oh, man, the world is scared of people like me. Exactly. So you're going to be less inclined to seek help, uh-huh. to talk about these things, to really actually even... That's another thing people with mental health, mental illnesses don't really... Um, do a lot. They don't sit with their diagnosis. Mm-hmm. They don't allow themselves to be whatever they are. Out of the shame, out of the fear, and all of that. And yeah. that can be just as detrimental as not seeking treatment. Yeah. But you were talking about systemic racism, and I did find a quote in relation to all of this that I want to read. That's very so, much like our podcast. Basically. Exactly. Additionally, issues like systemic racism and a lack of cultural sensitive treatments by providers may also play a role in the way the black community views mental illness and treatment. It's not, it is not normalized in the way that it should be. People often view it as a personal and or moral defect. As a result, the mental health field is viewed along the same lines as the other systems that have caused substantial harm to black people. Bah, bah, bah. You know what? This just made me thought, think about when, in the beginning of your quote. What? Can we talk about the finances of it all? Yep, that was another, that was like, one of my next thing. Yo. Okay, I mentioned earlier that our community has been taught to just survive. Yeah. If you are a black mother... And your kid is like, mom, I'm sad. And you're living paycheck to paycheck and you, all these other things. And they're talking about, can I go and talk to somebody? You'd be like, talk to your imaginary friends. Like, (laughs) watch TV, do some art, something like that. Because unfortunately, these services are not free. So, or affordable. Or they're not affordable at all. Like, it's, It's like what on average, like $100, $175 an hour to see a provider without insurance. So there we ha- like all of that taken together. People don't see therapy as a feasible, yeah. reasonable thing to be doing. Exactly. And we, I mean, if you haven't gone to therapy, and I have not gone to therapy. Mm-hmm. If you haven't gone, if you see, and don't get me wrong, I'm on Black Girl Therapy looking for somebody because <laughs> I just want one. Like you That's know, how I found my therapist. I just want one. But yeah. um, if you look at TV and you see what they do, they just be like, "So how do you feel?" And they're like. You know, it just seems so like the theatrics of it all. Mm -hmm. And if you're somebody and you're like, am I going to spend my last on sending my kid to somebody to be like, how do you feel? You'd be like, (laughs) no. 
the media, they do a terrible, terrible job. Of showing of what therapy is. Showing therapy, highlighting mental illness yeah. and stuff like that. It's always in a very violent form that they actually bring that up. But even like knowing the difference between a therapist and a psychiatrist. Yes, yes. That's I not- just recently found out um, through my own little research and my own mental health issues and stuff like that. But I feel like with therapy, it's not just a, how are you doing? <laughs> but that's what they always show. They always you know, show. but in my experience, I've been going to therapy for two, I'm going on three years now. It uncovers some shit, bro. Okay, everyone says that. That's what I'm like. I don't know it, go. With a good therapist too. Yeah. It uncovers some shit. I was like, bro, I thought I was over that. <laughs> like, bro, I didn't even know I felt I that way. I was over that. Yeah, I was like, I didn't even know I felt that way. I'm the type of, I'm the type of person, I don't present as emotional, but I'm a super emotional person. When I say for a year straight, I went in that bitch crying every fucking day. <laughs> and I was doing it on my lunch break. Before, so I go back to the office. Like, They'd be like, are you okay? Did, did everything go right? <laughs> but yeah, it really does like get to the root of like why you feel the way you do, why you are the way that you are. That's what I hear about it. It uncovers, yeah. But you got to be ready and willing. If you're not either, and if you be lying, <laughs> you're fucking wasting your money in therapy. Like, why are you lying? I've heard stories about, okay, not to disclose too much information, yeah. but I was in a past relationship with someone who was going to therapy, yeah. and they'll be like, and I had told them, like, if you don't start seeing a therapist right now, like, I'm leaving yesterday. Yeah. So, okay, he was starting to see the therapist. And he would tell me the stuff that she was saying. And I'm like, wow, you're in there lying to her. This is me and my mind. He's like, but my therapist said I'm a really good this and I'm a good that. And it's like, you're lying to her. So you're wasting your time, her time, yep. my time, everybody's time. But if somebody is a liar, they're, they're going to lie. You're sitting, yeah. you're sitting at somebody who is a professional and the words that yep. they say are like bond legal, to people and like, they're also legally binded to you to not say shit to anybody ever so they so no one can know what happens behind those closed doors people being there like and then everybody <laughs> did me dirty <laughs> i ain't do nothing wrong. i didn't do a thing wrong it just did like okay you're wasting everybody's time yeah. so please my therapist please. has a good way of Kind of feeding into like what I want to hear, but also clocking me when I need to. Okay. So that way I get a hold of like, you know what? Maybe I did fuck up right there. Maybe I do need to do this better. Yeah. And trying to bring, instead of like centering it on other people and what other people have done to me, just bringing that attention back to you. me. Cause that's okay. what we're talking about in this instance. Yeah. So. And okay. The way that you're framing it and the way that I've heard, like a lot of my friends are more and more of us are starting to go mm-hmm. and I'll be sending people the website just cause I haven't found one yet doesn't yeah. mean that I'm not like a champion for it but it helps you like shape your mind and it's not just go meditate yeah no it's not just like make a painting no and i think that some people think that it's that like okay they're just gonna tell you to go in and don't get me wrong like they probably do teach you coping mechanisms but it doesn't have to be so like yeah stereotypical and corny exactly it's bigger than that and they're professional like Mm -hmm. this is not some you can't just pick up and be a therapist. No, you got to go to school for it. But, you know, one thing I have been seeing, this what? is just a side note. I've been seeing a lot of people coming out like, I'm a life coach. Have you been seeing that? Yeah. But how? I've been seeing all type of coaches, but yeah. I be, It's been a lot of, like, trainings, and I'm a coach for X, Y, and Z. Like, how did y'all become that? 
Can I coach locks? Like, based on what? I wouldn't even feel comfortable because nobody I know life shit. Girl. Sending people straight I'm, off. Like, you know what? I don't I'm know. Like going try this it. too. <laughs> but yeah, therapy is definitely something to um, consider. consider. But yeah, and on a topic of disparity and like having access to it. So, because people don't have money in the black community, a lot of a lot of the people in the black community live be- below the poverty statistically, lines. Statistically, yeah, yeah, statistically speaking, they don't have the access to like culturally competent care. So, the treatments that they seek are going to be poor. Like, people will go to the emergency room or the physician when they really need yeah. to go see a yeah. therapist or a psychiatrist. Um, okay, okay. So then you're okay. not really getting the treatment. You're just like it's just like a band aid. Yeah. Over a wound that's literally needs something else for yeah. it to close. So it's. Things like that. And I feel like it could also be like the knowledge behind it since we market as something that's so taboo. We don't want to talk about it in our families. It's like, where do you get this knowledge of what this and that is and right. when it comes to mental illness? You really, you don't. But then you have people like us. I yeah. feel like that's what's so important about the millennials. Hello, wake up. And yeah. how, what's the ones after us? Gen, the Gen X? X. Something. Y'all. Or Y'all know about the therapy. Jersey. They they've they the people younger than us have grown up watching shows like Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah. You know, like I feel like they're probably more accustomed to yeah. seeing it. But um, I feel like millennials, we're in between them. It's our job, kind of, to be that champion for better in our families, which is difficult. Yeah, but because they're still set in their ways. But I be trying. Anywhere I can offer a little bit, like I was like, "Hey, let's go to therapy." I was like, "Let's go to a family therapy, all of That's us." Well, they probably be in that bitch fighting and bashing the <laughs> fuck out of me. Oh my gosh! Okay, they need it. They need it. Shit. So my god, my I don't I don't know if I've talked about this on here yet. Okay, so my godparents are Mexican yeah. because my friend Luisa's parents are my godparents. Anyways, yeah. Um, my godmom started to go to therapy. And I'm so excited about it. And then her therapist had told her to have, like, some conversation with her three daughters. Like, I don't know what, because I'm, yeah. you know, But something, and she did it, and it was great. Aww. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is so beautiful to yeah. see, like, that she went and did it, and it's working, and she's bettering herself. Like, that's We emotional. need more people like that. I know. It's so cute. We need more people like that. Yeah. I want to talk about something that my therapist actually talks to me a lot about do you know what parenting your inner child is do you know what your inner child is uh based on what it sounds like i could guess but just tell us what the (laughs) i'm gonna tell you the inner child theory so it's a theory that we all have a childlike aspect within our unconscious mind the inner the inner child can be seen as a sub-personality a side of your character that can take over when you are faced with it with a challenge. I have so a quote it's saying, if you want me to get deeper. It's saying so like if when times get rough, you revert back to like your That's the person that shows up. The kid. Yes. Also, that's why when people start arguing, they'd be like, and that's why you and they'd be like, Why are you you sound like a kid? It's not exactly childish in nature let me read this quote hopefully this will clear this up okay, a little bit better see. so the quote says the inner child reflects the child we once were in both his or her negative and positive aspects both our unmet needs and suppressed childhood emotions as well as our childlike innocence creativity and joy are still waiting within of us 
So you know the example that I gave earlier when I was like when I went to therapy, I was like, damn, I, I didn't know I was over that. Uh huh. Shit like that, like some shit that happened, some trauma you experienced or whatever as a child. As a child it shows up. It shows up in you as an adult. Okay. Okay. You can I say can like in, in my adult stuff, I'm over a ton of things. I don't really care about a whole lot. But the inner child in me, I'm still hurt. Okay. Uh, X, Y, Z that happened when I was younger. So then now I have to do the work to parent my inner child so that it can be aligned with my adult. Okay. Now that's some deep. But Is that it? makes sense though. It makes sense. Isn't it? And okay. Inner child just past self generally or you during your adolescent years? Just past. I feel like past. Okay. Not like. It's not me yesterday. No. But. That would be considered your past self. But I think it is like within a certain time frame. It's. Your formative years probably. Yeah, there we go. Okay. In those years where basically you have this authority figures over your life telling you. Okay. You can't feel this way. You can't do that. Okay. And, um, and they made, they give the example of a having repressed emotions and then also internalizing things that you were told while you were growing up. If someone said you couldn't Ooh, be, that just hit my yeah, heart. <laughs> you couldn't be this or even like an absent, uh, absentee parent. Like, like I had absentee father and I'm like over it. But sometimes my child will come up like, you're like damn, why you, you was- really wasn't there. Yeah. It's like, you had these other kids. It's like, was I not good enough? That type of shit. That's okay. what I have to work through. Okay. So when we're referencing inner child, that's the type of things that we're talking about. On all of us have it. We that's might not, cr- I we mean, don't know, we might not know it or we don't acknowledge it, but we all have it. As you're saying that stuff, is, I'm like, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, I know what yeah. little me would have impressed about, like, yeah. so, wow. That's crazy. And we do stuff and tell us, I was like, oh, I don't care about that. I'm over that. It's like, whatever. But it's never really whatever because when you're presented we're in a situation where you have to think about that again, you're like, Ugh. you feel that shit, but yeah. you don't stop yourself from feeling that because yeah. you've been telling yourself you're over it. But yeah. I feel like anything that, there's no such getting over something that affects you yeah. and affects the trajectory of your yeah. life. Regardless if it's like, okay, that was small or like that was whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. like it. Had that thing been different, your life would have been different. different yeah. And you can't help but to, you know, consider things like that. Yeesh. Exactly. Um, okay, guys. Let's <laughs> go to therapy. <laughs> Yesterday. And take care of your inner child. But um, it's an important thing, though, because it allows you to know where your root issues come from. Yeah. And how you're going to deal with it. Yeah. I feel like that's an understated um, outcome of therapy. Like people think that you just go there and they tell you how to get over things. I don't know. But without knowing how much is actually wrong within you, you wouldn't even think about the outcomes Mm -hmm. if you had any sense of all that's going on inside of you. Yeah, all that shit that's buried in the back of your mind, that's the shit that comes up. Because they're going to ask you a question. You're like, fuck. It unlocks a memory. Like, damn, Mm -hmm. I had locked that away so you know, so deeply, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was ever going to resurface. Right, right. And you can kind of see now, like now that I'm thinking about it, and we've had conversations about this. Like, you can see in people's actions, like past trauma, almost. Like, yeah. if they're acting a certain way or they say certain things, it's like we make in society. We always say, "Who hurt you?" Yeah, like a joke. But, but every day, it's really Who like hurt you. You're, the way that you're talking shows that somebody gave you trauma in yeah. that area, and you should explore it. 
like or when people are like i hate when people say this because i have it but when people are like oh you got daddy issues i actually kind of do so where do we go from there <laughs> like yes what's next right it's like all that all that jokey jokey stuff that's that's real life and you know what daddy issues doesn't necessarily have to be an absent father mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people even people with fathers <laughs> present yes. have issues with their father yeah. whether it be how they acted or mm-hmm. things they did things they said like so let's not and we also should make more a thing out of mommy issues. Though. Oh my goodness. Because it'll be like, oh, say there's a girl wow. and she grew up like without her father and she had her mom there and then he's gone. So it's like, you got daddy issues. Okay, but what about the parent who I actually know and was up against and was, you know? Yeah. What about the issues that arose out of that relationship? We don't talk about that enough. We don't talk but about I think that, that we don't want to. You don't want to make the parent who stayed feel bad. Yeah. It's like, like they did their best. Yeah. It's but like, it's like, yeah, but you also neglected me emotionally. So let's like talk about that. That's what's so hard about I did my best culture. Yeah. Oh my God. Because people love that. I tr- I try. And don't get me wrong. Like everyone's grateful for someone who can give yeah. a little effort. But it's like you doing your best might not have been the best for that child or for that other person so i think in general everybody just go to therapy so then (laughs) conversations can flow more fluidly because without i don't know without i feel like professional help those conversations are so uncomfortable that you just kind of want to avoid having them yeah and then it's like okay well we're never gonna get over this exactly (laughs) especially when you see it going south you're like all right okay we ain't gotta talk about this but the thing is y'all do have to talk about that you should eventually have to talk about that and the thing about parents sometimes is that they don't see i think we've mentioned this before they don't see children as their equals they don't like your child is literally your equal yeah and you should treat them as such especially when it comes to validating their emotions and like treating them like they they matter they're like a human in themselves you got to treat them that way treat them how you would want to be treated yeah but that's not of course you have like you know the authority to say well you can't do this because of the safety or whatever but you can't just abuse them emotionally and think that you did just your best that's not a good excuse yeah it's also just knowing like what is abuse yeah like the lack of knowledge in our community like somebody would be like oh yeah like my kid was bad so i whipped him every day and the kid is like you were abusive and to them it'd be like but my mom whipped me every day like what's abusive about that it's just like a lack oh i got abused i'm turning out fine right that oh my god that i turned out fine no i feel like manipulation is something that is difficult to name yeah so if someone's like okay i grew up and they like manipulated me they'll be like did what like Like, bro what are you talking exactly something like that is so (laughs) difficult to you know put your finger on so it probably doesn't come off like abusive or a problem but it's like or you don't want to um attach that emotion or that negative connotation with someone you love that's true too that loyalty of love is something that we also have to, like, loosen a little bit to, like, family, mothers, fathers, siblings. You got to loosen that a little bit. Yeah. Because that loyalty can be broken and you need to address some things. You're saying we are too loyal to the extent that we don't want to... Call out things yeah. in the name of love. Ooh. Now, that is... 
Because I can, I can love my parents. I can love my family. I can acknowledge, you know what? I didn't get all that I needed emotionally as a child. Yes, you provided a roof over my head, clothes, shoes, but that's your job. You right. wanted a child, so that is your job. But I'm also a human, and I need to be validated emotionally. I need to know that I'm safe when I'm with you. I need those things. Right. Without those things, I can't be a functioning human. I'm going to be kind of off balance yeah. if I don't have yeah. that. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and you don't want to hurt. That's... A sick cycle. You don't want to hurt their feelings yeah. for hurting your feelings. Exactly. It's like, but and and you know that's classic manipulation. Their feeling is always going to be hurt more that you're bringing it up, but they're not going to acknowledge the hurt that they caused yeah, it's you like, by but doing I tried, whatever. But but I thought yeah. I did what I thought was best in that moment, and it's like if I'm the person who was sad about it, who felt terrible about yeah. it. You telling me how you're reacting to me having felt sad about it should not hold that much weight. But it always does. You yeah. can't. You can't even have com- certain conversations because it's bro. like, but I. And then they start getting all defensive yeah, and it's like, all bro. right, never uh, mind. I'll just deal with it on my own. Like I got it. Whatever. Yeah. So that's why I focus on therapy for me. Because if I got, you know, if I do what I got to do, I'm gonna be good. I can't help everybody else. They gotta get to Figure that point it. on their own. But nope. I can deal with my own shit. Treat my little inner child. Make sure she good. <laughs> Because bro, make sure my family ain't up. the one, and I've <laughs> I give it up. <laughs> yeah, and I go to therapy. I'm still I'm still chipping away. I think that when I find my own, it'll be like a very good like yeah. okay, I'm here and I'm in it consistently. But um, yeah, absolutely. But to close it off, yeah. I do have ten ways to mother your inner child. Dun dun dun. The first way is you can start by validating your feelings and emotions. That little situation that happened back then that you locked away, if it comes up, feel free to just feel it in that moment. Don't just be stop like, yourself. Uh, that really had me pressed. Yeah. It's hard to get out of those. You know, like you if something comes up in, from the past and you're pressed about it, I always find it difficult to like accurately or like safely walk away from the thought mm. it, it's like either i'm thinking about it hella long <laughs> and i'm pressed or i'm trying to act like it wasn't that big a deal yeah i'd be like um it was like it wasn't that deep let me just stop thinking about it so i mean there are people come in there because right. the girls absolutely <laughs> will but be pressed all day you're valid in feeling those emotions so fair. you don't necessarily have to walk away fair but then you have to find a, a good coping mechanism so you're not lingering on it also right. so it's like that it's that balance yeah mm-hmm. The second way is by paying attention to your needs and honoring them. We all know what our needs are. Right. Stick to it. The non-negotiables, y'all. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and that's just that in relationship, just like in life, Every, period. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm thinking of like... Instances. Yeah. And I'm thinking <laughs> of not romantic relationships. Yeah. I'm thinking of friendships. Yeah. Like, set your stuff and do not mm. let anything else... Period in if it's not that because people will have you off the deep end with them if you let them if you need to listen to our first episode boundaries again (laughs) um give yourself permission to be imperfect this is a hard one especially for black women because we're not afforded the opportunity bro you do any we are not afforded the opportunity to just be mediocre we cannot be regular regular 
We ever. need some more mediocre black women. Come on. I'm let's pump that up. Let's start that. Let's be the generation. Even though us, we, we kind of doing a little too much. But let's bring that <laughs> back. Where's black mediocrity? Like, come on now. Let our Where kids be, be basic. Come on, girls. Let them just be. Like, damn. We yeah. ain't got to be perfect. We have to excel in literally everything to get. And that's tiring. Who are you telling, bro? Everything I got to be the best. The top. The, bro. Let's just, it's okay to be imperfect. Um, offer yourself support and care during pain. You know how I do that? I listen to sad songs so I can cry more. I love doing that. Ooh, I watched And then this eventually I stop. I watch This Is Us every Tuesday. I heard that's a tear jerker. It's a tear jerker, bro. So if it's something, if it's not nothing going on in my life, I'll just do my regular cry. <laughs> but if it's something deep going yeah. on in my life during the commercial, I'm like still crying. Like, but get it out some way. Yeah, yeah, get that pain out. Um, number five is notice all, notice all you're already doing so, so well. Okay. I think I tweeted about this. When I was, um, I was having like a, a slow week in, in my work this week and I was like, just going through some shit. You know how like you have your HR portal, just clicking on buttons oh. and stuff, seeing shit. I was like, and I came across this like talent profile and I just saw the things that I wrote back in 2019 when I was still in, in a different position. I'm like, I did all of that. See? I was like, what? I'm Maybe? so glad I'm I documented that. I was yeah. like, damn, that's really me. So I took a moment just to like, dust my shoulders off because... I did that. I feel like whatever your field is or profession, craft, like find ways to document yeah. so that you can look back and be like, even if it's just your social media page yes. or whatever, like you can look back and be like, oh wow, like I've come yeah. so far. And for a lot of us, like our current life is like the dream. Like yeah. this was, this is what we've been working for for Absolutely. so many years. So like days get, some days are hard, but don't forget big picture. Like Absolutely. this is that. That's true. Uh, delight in small moments of joy with yourself. Okay. Yeah. I do that with food. Um, Mine be TV <laughs> shows lately. Yeah. Food too low-key. Number eight is allow yourself to set and maintain boundaries. Again. Episode one. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> uh, number nine. Affirm your own existence as a human being. Oh. Affirmations. Words of affirmations. And last but not least, and very most importantly, remind yourself of your worth over and over and over and over and over and over and over again until you can't anymore. And then start over. Remind yourself of your worth. That's important. That's super important. And I think whenever we talk about, like, know your worth, you often see it in the romance context. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm worthy of X, Y, and Z. But, like, really, your worth is... And, mm-hmm. like, in every context, like, at your job, yep. with your friends, yeah, with your with, family, yep. like, what mm-hmm. it, what level of respect are you mm-hmm. worth, are you deserving of? And anything that's not that should not be in your space. Okay. Like, am I worthy of somebody trying to cuss me out or trying to right. slander my name or whatever? Right. No, you're not. So, so don't dead deal that, with that. Dead that shit. Yeah. It's. Yeah. So that is it for today. I will link all the inf- all the links to where I got all this information from, so y'all can check it out. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all are you know checking in with yourself in regards to your mental health, and if 
you know, you want to explore your inner child a little bit more, tap into that as well. We should, we can tag, what is it, Black Girls Do Therapy or Black Girls in Therapy? Black, yeah. There's probably some other, we can find some, some like websites. Yeah. Yeah. So check, sure. check it out. Check the links. As always, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Y'all can find us on social media, Read the Room Pod for Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us. Read the room pod at Gmail. And what's that thing called? Curious Cat? Yeah. There we it? have one, but I don't know if the link is up. How you don't know? You supposed to post it. Well, I know the link is not <laughs> up. But I'm saying like I don't know how it can you go to the website and type in read the room pod? Oh, I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'll go put the link right now. Yeah, so the link (laughs) is in our bio. If you click our bio, there's our link tree with all our links. Click Curious Cat if that's just an easier way for you to quickly submit a feedback, a question. Please ask us for some advice, bro. And last but not least, if you enjoy hearing our content and all the work that we do to get you good content, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, five stars preferred. (laughs) (laughs) Or or leave a comment. We love you all so much. We'll see y'all next time. Or hear y'all hear us next time. Bye. Bye.